Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Figuring Out with Austin Spencer. My name is Austin Slade, and I'm a pastoral intern here at Bay Hope Church. And my name is Spencer, and you're listening to Figuring Out with Austin and Spencer. Yeah, we're back for yet another episode, which, I mean, I think we're going to say that pretty much every time we come on, that we're surprised we're back for another yep. episode. <laughs> but how's, how's the week been going for you, Spencer? Dude, the week's, the week's been good. Um, it's been actually nice weather here in Florida, which is surprising since it's hurricane season. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. There has, has, has any hurricanes hit you guys yet? I'm up in Pensacola, uh, so I'm back in Pensacola. No, we really haven't. I mean, we get, like, you know, the typical, like, five o'clock thunderstorm but like other than that it's been like actually really nice out nice it hasn't messed up the wiffle ball schedule at the church <laughs> no actually no we played today we had to stop a little early because it was getting a little stormy mm-hmm. that's awesome wiffle ball going strong how's things going for you at school yeah everything's been going good i moved up back up to school a couple weeks ago and i'm just getting into a good routine with classes um i actually really like all my classes this semester nice. i'm taking uh I'm taking some pretty cool English classes, and then I'm actually learning biblical Hebrew, which is, wow. it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, you're learning to read backwards? Yes, it's backwards. Is that how that and, works? Yeah, and there's no, like, there's no, like, vowel letters, like A-E-I-O-U, like, there's none of those. It's just points underneath the little little symbols. Now, are you someone who, like, tries to take the hardest classes possible, or are you someone that, like... Goes for the easy classes. Goes for the like easy senior, A. <laughs> se- like senior year. Like it's senior year for you. Are you going, yeah. like, are you picking up like racquetball or something like that? Well, I wish I could, but I like, because I switched my major after my freshman year. So I really have to take a bunch of hard literature classes this semester, which I'm uh, not too thrilled about, but it's okay because <laughs> I- I'll make it work. I know, I know I will, but I'll be doing a lot of writing this semester for sure. That's not fun. <laughs> yeah. See, it is what it is, though. <laughs> in high school, senior year, there was all these people around me taking, like, AP classes and, you know, trying to get that extra step mm-hmm. and get that e- extra GPA for college. Mm-hmm. And I was already, like, accepted into the college that I wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. So I was taking a movie class where we literally watched movie. That was that was the class. That was it. We just watched movies. And oh, I was in a great class, a mythology class where it was the same Ooh. teacher. Uh-huh. And so we just watched videos about mythology. It was my senior year was like the, the easiest, like blow through year. It was incredible. That's fantastic. But hey, for those of you guys listening, if you guys are still in college, let us know where you're going to college. Uh, I'm currently at college in Pensacola. Spencer went to college up in Ohio. Um, Cedarville University. Cedarville University. But yeah, I, I go to Pensacola Christian. But hey, let us know. We love to connect with you guys. We love to hear from you. So yeah, today's episode title, we're digging into why does the Bible still matter? And I feel like that is a pretty... Um, relatable topic, at least for our generation. Oh, definitely. Because we have like the, the, the people in our generation who are going to school, the majority of what you'll find is that people are like, I don't read the Bible. I may be a Christian, but I don't spend a lot of time in the Bible because I think it's outdated. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of, there's a lot of difficult concepts in there that don't make a lot of sense, especially towards the beginning of the Bible. Like once you get past Genesis, you get to Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. And those are like, you, you see some of the laws in there and it just kind of makes your eyes glaze over a little bit. Talk, talk about some 
tough books to read. Yeah, those are oh, like the, those I aren't was, easy. I, I I find it funny. It's like every time, every year uh, around New Year's for like a, a few years when I was like fourteen or like fifteen, sixteen around that age, I was like, I'm gonna read through the Bible this year, and I like I'd finish Genesis strong, <laughs> Exodus strong. I guess a little bit. I guess I'd be like, I can't do this. You get like <laughs> I just skip over the New Testament. <laughs> you get like a month and a half in, and then you just call it. Yeah, because it's just like it. it it's so it seems very dry, right? And yeah, I f- well, and that's a lot of what I feel like our generation wrestles with is that they're like the Bible. Like I, it, for those people who've grown up in church, they may say I I've heard everything in the Bible already. Or for those people who haven't grown up in church, they just say it's just so outdated and I don't see how it applies to my life right now. Yeah. So here's what I here's what I've noticed. I was also at that point because I think that's the case for a lot of us. Christians like growing up in a Christian home, mm-hmm. like you know, you read through like the uh, the cartoon Bible stories as a kid, mm-hmm. and you've been like through youth group, and mm-hmm. you kind of hear like the main topics touched upon in like each one. You now I assume, talking about. I assume you grew up in a Christian home, right? Yeah, I grew up in a Christian home, mm-hmm. and for those of us that do, like you've heard these stories, you feel like hundreds of times. You know, I've heard this before. I know Jesus is great. All of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in college, I was kind of at a point where it's like, yeah, I've heard this before. Like, you know, this isn't anything new. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just like a checkpoint thing. Mm-hmm. And I've said that a couple of times, but it was just kind of like, yep, I read my Bible. I really only need to read it like before I go to bed mm-hmm. and for homework, because like going to a Christian school, like, yeah, <laughs> you got to like go and check answers and stuff like that. And so that's right. what I felt like right. I was only using it for. Right. Um, and especially our generation, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. it's like we want entertainment. Mm-hmm. We've been fed like Netflix and mm-hmm. uh, YouTube where you can like watch videos like at any mm-hmm. moment, whenever mm-hmm. you want. And mm-hmm. you just have entertainment now. Mm-hmm. And so things that are kind of dry, people don't want to take time. They don't want to connect. They, they don't take time to connect with it more. So is something that's easier to connect with like social media or like you said, Netflix or YouTube, which isn't necessarily wrong. Yeah. It's like, just, yeah like, I, I, I love Netflix, <laughs> but like if you're watching a show and it's not like instantly funny or instantly, like exactly what you're looking for, mm-hmm. you just like, like I'll stop it. Like yeah. I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that every time I'll stop a movie like 30 minutes in, but yeah. not realizing what the rest of it has to say or mm-hmm. what it's about. It could be hilarious, and I'm just mm-hmm. not patient enough. Uh, but that's one of the things that I've noticed that we as, like, Christians who've been, like, grown up in yeah. in a Christian lifestyle throughout the whole time, um, we've kind of just kind of taken it for granted almost. Like, it's there. We don't check it for anything else. Yeah, and I... Like I, I grew up in a Christian home as well, so I've often wrestled with the Bible just becoming boring over time, right? Yeah. Like kind of like, oh, I've read it before. I I've seen it. I I study it in school. I like I studied uh I studied Greek for two years. It's just like, is there really more? Right. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like is there a point at which the Bible becomes less important, like a secondary matter, more so than prayer, more so than outreach in the church? Do, but I, what I've discovered is that I think it provides us with an unchanging source of truth, right? But yeah, the current mantra of our culture that I see today is that truth is sometimes relative, right? It's it's determined by each own each each own's individual experience. But the problem that I've run into with that is it 
my experience still leaves me longing for something permanent, something enduring, something lasting. Mm-hmm. And for me, what I've come to find is the Bible reveals the nature of God to us, right? And in the Bible, it says in multiple places that God is unchanging. God doesn't change with the seasons. God doesn't change with the years. God is unchanging because he's outside of time. And to me, the Bible is an accurate source of truth because its unchanging nature reveals God's character. But not only that, it's also confirmed by by three different things. It's confirmed by logic. It's confirmed by um, experience. And it's confirmed by tradition. Um, and that's largely applicable in every area of life, I feel. Yeah, I agree. Uh, through through the experiences is one that I'm learning. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, like I kind of was almost taking the Bible for granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, as I've been pushed on my own in the real world, like I moved away from all of my family and friends mm-hmm. up north, and I moved down here. Uh, wow. And so it was a real big test of my faith. Mm-hmm. and like how I was going to react. Uh, and so I'm learning through experiences, through trials, and I'm searching God's word because like you said, that's where we find truth. Yeah. And so like you'd, like, you'd be surprised like how much wisdom is given in the Bible, like everyday, everyday situations, everyday yeah. stories. There's sure there isn't people like seeing like huge miracles or like 10, 10 feet tall people, unless we're talking about like Taco Fall. but like there's there's things for literally everyday situations and you see like these experiences you have and you can relate it to something that someone had in the bible right and that's honestly the biggest i would say that's what draws me to scripture um is that it's made up of just everyday people like just like me i see so many character traits so many so many things about me in some of the characters in scripture and that's not that's not making me the center of scripture that's just helping me apply scripture to my life and it helps me so much it gives me so much truth because it says also in in, in God's word in like second timothy i think it is it says the bible is alive and active like it, it's the living word of god it's not just it's not just a, a history book that is to be discarded. No, it's like it's alive. It's active. It's applicable to each and every one of our lives because I, I believe it connects with our deepest need as a human. And that is to be found significant and valued. Right. We kind of already touched on it, but it deals with complex human situations, emotions and actions that we can all relate to. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, th- I think of like even the story of Nicodemus. Uh, in the New Testament, Jesus came to this religious leader who, um, for those of you who don't know, it's like it's found in the book of John. He came to this religious leader, and this religious leader had questions about faith. And so he actually sought out Jesus by night as to kind of avoid the whole religious um, scrutiny that his peers would give him. And he was questioning, like, what is truth? Is there more to life than just the physical and the temporal? And And I guess that's something— that connects with me because I feel like that's something that I've wrestled with. And I feel like it's also something that we've, we've all wrestled with at some point in yeah. our lives. Like you said, then in the new Testament, Matthew is also another one where he, I mean, he's one of the disciples, but he was a tax collector mm-hmm. and he was despised by everyone. I think we already talked about this, but he was like, people didn't like tax collectors back then. Like they mm-hmm. were the lowest of the lowest, but yeah. Jesus, you know, still called them. Yeah. He called, he, and he, 
it's interesting. You look at his ministry, he reached out to everybody, even the religious leaders. And he made it a point to touch everybody in that Jewish culture. In the time he was on earth, he touched every band of society. He touched the outcasts. He touched he touched the rich. He touched the poor. He touched those sick. He touched those healthy. He touched those that were outside of the nation of Israel, technically. He touched everybody. And to me, the Bible, clearly, it says in Scripture that the point of the Bible is to reveal God to us. And that's, again, the whole reason Jesus came to earth is to reveal God to us. And by reading about his life, by reading about what Jesus did on earth, it helps us better connect with this living God who isn't some distant, far-off entity for some other place and some other time, but he's right here and he's right now. And I think a lot of people think that Jesus was perfect, God is perfect, and I am the furthest thing away from perfect. Yeah. And so a lot of people are, are like, well, I have no business reading this book. Yeah. And, but the thing is like, Jesus knows you, God knows you and he can relate to you because I mean, Jesus came down and lived as a human being. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he's part of God, part of human, you know, mm-hmm. um, well, fully God and what is it? Fully God and fully human. Yes. Fully God, fully man. Fully. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what and would so, you what what would you say is your favorite book of the Bible and why? Uh well I like I like uh Proverbs and mm-hmm. like that's kind of basic, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean it's a lot of wisdom. Yeah. Uh and like like for everyday situations. Mm-hmm. But I think that's that's one that I like to go to a lot. And I would tend to go back to that one and make mm-hmm. that one like what I was going through my devotions. Mm-hmm. But now I've kind of made it something that I read through every day yeah. just to get something on an everyday perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I, I love the book of Proverbs. It's like, and it's interesting. A lot of people say like go through Proverbs. They go through Proverbs every month because it's got 31 chapters, right? And there's yeah, usually like, th- there's usually 30 or 31 days in each month. So that's month. just a, it's just a great app- applicable, book, applicable mm-hmm. book to go through. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay so let me ask you a question mm-hmm. i've had a lot of people come to me and say like you know or I've, I've had conversations where people are like i don't like in the old testament i see all these things about like there's sacrifices mm-hmm. god like hates pe- like it's not, it seems like he hates people mm-hmm. like he's he kills people if they do him wrong Mm-hmm. And so they're like, even in books like Leviticus, Leviticus and Numbers, mm-hmm. you're seeing where these people have to do these crazy like mm-hmm. rituals and sacrifices and mm-hmm. to atone for their sins. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so why are those books important to read? Like, what, yeah. why do you think those books are important to read? Well, yeah. And that like, that goes back to the question, like, are really all 66 books in our English Bible, like those of you that didn't know, um, there are the Bible is like a collection of sixty six different books, and a lot of them. And towards the beginning, the front of the Bible deal with uh, the the nation of Israel, ancient Israel, and like Spencer said, there's a lot of sacrificial elements. There's a lot of um, sacrificing of animals to atone for for wrongdoings. There's a lot of that, and it's easy. And like I said at the beginning, um, I'll get in Bible reading programs. I'll get to Leviticus, and I'll be like. I got to go to the New Testament. <laughs> I got to go to Psalms. I got to go to Proverbs because I need something. 
But the beautiful thing about even the books of Leviticus and the books of Numbers is though there's, it seems like a rule book, it seems like God is this harsh, angry God. Um, God is not angry. If you look, he's not angry with people more than anything else. He's angry with what keeps people from him, right? Uh, you think of like some of the tribes that the nation of Israel warred against in, in Leviticus. And it's you, you think, man, like, how could God say, like, I hate those people? Like, I hate those people and I love, like, my people, Israel. And it's just because they were—God hated that they were separated from him by this sin, by uh, by what dragged them down in life. Because we all struggle with, with sin. We all struggle with—we um, all struggle with temptation. We all, we all struggle with sin in life. And God doesn't hate a specific people. But God hates what keeps us from him because he made us to be in relationship with him. That's why he kept and preserved his word throughout generations. And it's why um, he, he chose scripture to reveal his heart for every individual. And those books are still important. Those books are still vitally important because they're still consistent with that same message that God is passionate about being in relationship with each and every one of us individually and personally each and every moment of each and every day. And you see that. It, some are more laid out like history textbooks that say, like, this is what happened. Uh, this person did this action, and God was with them. And there's those are still applicable because you see that those people are in everyday, mundane, typical situations, and God is still with them, right? So that's why I would say that even those books at the beginning, those books that that's commonly called the law, those are still applicable because it shows God's character. And even though it's pr- it can be pretty dry sometimes, it shows God's true heart for humanity and true desire to live in relationship with humanity. Yeah, and, and now not all of those rules are the same, right? There was yeah, there was a covenant that was changed because. <laughs> people aren't still doing sacrifices or yeah, yeah they, they and, shouldn't they shouldn't be and it's like i i read somewhere i one one theologian commented he said the bible is still it's still valuable to us it may just not be fully applicable right now it, there are different parts that are applicable to each of us in every in everyday life but that it's not a one-to-one application right like it, we're not going to go out and sacrifice lambs and sheep because we don't have to anymore. Like because that's a, that's a basic Tuesday night for me. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a basic Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why we go to church, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, and Jesus actually specifically said that by by his sacrifice on the cross, he he fulfilled the sacrificial system, right? So we don't have to like go and sacrifice animals because he paid our penalty once and for all to connect us with the Father. And I think that's so important because what what has helped me so much, and even talking with other people, I know one question is, uh, so like that works for you. You're really passionate about scripture. That's great. But me, like, how do I explain that to somebody? How do I how do I tell somebody why scripture matters? It like why does it even matter? Um, I would say the simple answer to that is. Because the the Bible it still matters. The Bible is still living and active today, because it shows God's ardent care for His people, right? And yeah. if you look throughout history, it's really really interesting. The Bible is the only book 
that has faced immense persecution. Like people have died over defending the Bible, but yet its popularity and its fame still rises despite the persecution, despite the struggles it's gone through. What is it? And it's, a continuous number one bestseller in the New York, yeah. New York Times bestseller. Yeah, it something is, like I, the longest I, continuous New York Times bestseller, which I just think is kind of funny. It's crazy, right? But why I love Scripture, and if 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 you guys are wrestling with the question, why does the Bible still matter for me? Number one, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love for you guys to let us know uh, why what what you guys are going through and specifically where you guys are at with what is the bible still relevant to you but also second i would say the bible is so impactful and the bible is so popular today be- among christians because like i said before it reveals god's heart right and god's heart is not to condemn god's heart is not to make us into these automaton robots who just follow a bunch of rules and and get in this routine of going to church every Sunday, but he desires ardently a relationship with us, yeah, walking uh, and talking with him each and every day. We get to see a lot of who Jesus is mm-hmm. and who God is. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people are like, "Who is like who is these? Who are these people that everyone talks about?" Mm-hmm. You know, um, and also. I think people want to know, like, we get to see Jesus and God's, like, love for us. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I've been trying to figure out. And mm-hmm. I mean, well, there's another plug. Um, <laughs> but, like, I think that's, we're not alone in wondering, like, what next or need to figuring out um, mm-hmm. our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're alone in that because so many people are searching for ways to be loved. Mm-hmm. and that they'll go and look for the Bible. A lot of people, that's like their last resort is like, well, I mean, maybe, maybe this will show me something. And mm-hmm. you're able to see Jesus and God's love for you. And it's like, it's crazy. Like, I think a lot of times, like, why me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you're right. It, it it provides us, like I said in the beginning, it provides us with that unchanging basis of truth, right? And that unchanging basis of truth is something we can run back to even when we don't know how to figure things out in this moment, right? Even when we don't. It gives us hope, too. It gives us hope. Even when we don't, even when our career is in shambles, even when our family life is in turmoil, even when we feel like we are not connected to anybody because of the virus at this present moment. God's word, God designed his word, God kept and preserved his word in order to connect us with himself. And to give us the answers to what we struggle with, right? Like, what is my purpose? What is my value? What is my meaning? And God displays all of that in Scripture. Now, some people may think, like, I go to Scripture looking for, like, what job opportunity is God going to give me next? It may not be—God may not, like, you may not flip open to the book of Psalms or Proverbs or, (laughs) like, in the New Testament and be like, yep, God wants me to be an accountant. (laughs) <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Have you, have you done the, um, the random page flip for your, like, now oh, yeah. Bible yeah. you done yeah. that? Yeah, I have. Okay. Where, where so I'm, just not, like, I'm not alone and just yeah. like, all right, God, whatever you want me to read, I'm going to read it. And then I just yeah, like, point you, to a random spot. You just kind of thumb through like, okay, this feels good. And then boom, verse on the page. That's and it. That, that's the I'm, verse of the day. I'm like, this is, I'm like, this is whatever word I land on. It's going to be the word that's going to change my life. And it's just exactly. like a conjunction. Like yeah, and or something like that. <laughs> I don't know if that's what a conjunction is. I don't remember anything from grammar. Yeah, you're right on. It's a, you're right. It's a conjunction. That, that was right. 
Yes, you're right. And is a conjunction. And is a conjunction. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, but it's it's like God's word works in a way more internally than externally, right? Like God's word works on the inside. It deals with the soul, which in turn produces an external result, right? So you, God could put this burden on your heart for, like, you don't know what your career opportunity is at this present moment, but you know that you just have a passion for serving people. And maybe God has gifted you in the, like, with artistic ability, or maybe he's gifted you with um, financial savvy, or maybe you're just a, a stellar communicator. And by, by you, by connecting logically your love for people and what God has gifted you to do, that could honestly lead you to your, your career choice, right? God didn't, you didn't open the Bible and God said, accountant. Uh, for a nonprofit or, <laughs> or, or banker uh, like in, in town, like he didn't do that, but because you figured out your value, your worth, your purpose, God then confirmed his plan in you through his word. Well, like we talked about, you can see it in like a lot of other people's stories. Mm-hmm. So like you're going through something tough and you're like, man, is, is God with me right now? Like mm-hmm. there's no way that he'd let me you know, go through all of this. But then you look at like some of the other disciples who were like in prison and just absolutely tortured. And I think the cool thing is that you see that God never leaves. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, oh man, if God never left them, like he's, he's never going to leave me, but there's plenty of times where he also says it. So he says it and he also shows it, which is really cool. Exactly. And that's that, I think right there, that statement encapsulate the entire podcast he his word was given to us to show us not just to say something but to show us that he is with us and that he still does care thank you guys so much for tuning in with us today uh remember to like share subscribe to our accounts on on spotify itunes apple music and even youtube as well also, if you guys have any questions, we want to hear from you. And we want to want you to connect with us here at Bayhope TV and on other platforms as well. You can email us at theweekday at bayhope.com. Again, that's theweekday, all one word, at bayhope.com. We'll see you guys next time.